if you can go back, yeah. let's say a decade from now, you got one minute, yeah. what insights, what would you say to him? You were going to poof, disappear. Nothing. Really? Yep. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> because uh, for two reasons. One, okay. I know that the young Remy wouldn't listen to anything that I said. I wouldn't have to say. And okay. two, uh, you know, all of the greatest lessons that I've gotten out of life have come from my failures and my mistakes. And if I just gave the answer away, you know, then I wouldn't go through the trial to earn that lesson. And there's a saying, you, I mean, it's a Marine thing, pain retains, right? Yeah. Pain retains. And I work with a guy named Rudy Reyes on a uh, TV series. And uh, he always, he's always yelling that pain retains. And so, you know, having the mistakes and feeling that pain yeah. made the lessons retain. So if I just went back 10, 20 years ago and just spit out the lesson or gave advice, then it, I, I guarantee those lessons wouldn't stick the way they do now, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's such a I'm good sure point. And I'll sense. tell you what, man, I know it absolutely does. I don't think yeah. I've had anybody here say that, first of all, uh, you know, guys, yeah. that, you longtime listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think anybody has answered that question like that. And you yeah. bring up a really good point. Whenever we are in a, in a process, right. And this, this podcast becoming men, right. So as we're growing mm. and becoming, there's certain things that are just not going to show up unless you go through the journey, right. Not just yeah. like you can yeah. read a book and hit the download button and it's just inside of you. And if it is inside of you, sometimes it's just a mental uh, awareness and not like a heart yeah. awareness. A hundred percent. Yeah. And a lot of it is osmosis. This is where the shirt that I have is you know, process greater than outcome. I have a apparel company called Kejo and that's Yoruba as well, Kejo. But we we try to put these motivational, educational or inspirational quotes on our shirts and, and cool designs. And this one is that. It's the process, the journey is greater than the outcome, the destination. You know what I mean? Because that's it's right. through the process that you have these experiences, you meet people, you fail, you fall down, you get back up again. Certain things happen that just, become a part of your DNA and nature sometimes without, without you even realizing it, you know, like osmosis, you know, it just becomes a part of you. So it's that process, it's that journey and that process and that journey, I wouldn't, and that's why I wouldn't give myself an answer. I wouldn't go back in 20 years and give myself advice or guidance, because if I did, then I'm, then, then the past me would miss out on the process yeah. that it took to get to that lesson. And that process is, is valuable. You know, yeah. like you, you hear stories of people who want to, you know, be a billionaire or they want to be, you know, a, you know, a, a doctor or whatever, or actor or whatever. And uh, everybody so often focuses on that end result. And, uh, yeah. you know, and, it, and because they focus on that so much, the mindset uh, begins to uh, come about as it relates to, oh, it's not, it doesn't take that long. Oh, I could just get it. I could just have it that fast because of Instagram. It's Instagram because so many people, all they ever see, and when they see their idols, whether they're celebrities, doctors, whatever, they see the outcome, but yeah. they don't see the process. And then not seeing the process, it tricks them into believing that that person didn't go through the process. And it's like, no, they went through the process and you have to go through the process. And that's the problem with social media nowadays. Is I think that it, you know, back when we were growing up, we didn't have social media, so yeah. we couldn't see like at all. We could, what we had was music videos, so we could see a few rappers with you know nice car and girls and all that kind of stuff. 
but we couldn't see all these different success stories and all these different facets from all these different realms. And because we couldn't see it, we we kind of instinctively knew that we had to work towards getting to that point. But now so many kids, they see all, you know, Kim Kardashian, all these people on social media, all this stuff, and they it's this like Instagram instant. It's like instant gratification. It's like they think that this stuff is going to come instantly and they forsake the process. And when it doesn't come instantly, then they shut down or they quit or they gripe or they moan or they turn exactly. into a victim because it didn't come instantly. And it's not supposed to because there's a process to everything, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think, man, that's why I love um, your book titled Transform because there is a process that has to uh, happen for you to be transformed into something. You know, I'm I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, just thinking biblically, right? And I'm thinking, where do I see transform? Yeah. And it sticks out in Romans 12, right? Where it's like you got to be yeah. transformed, right, by the renewing yeah. of your mind. And I'm thinking, like, what actually has to happen there? And and specifically in that Bible verse, right, in uh, Romans 12, yeah. 3, uh, 12, 2, 12, 3, they it uses the word metamorphor metamorphoso, yeah. right? If I'm correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, there, guys. Sorry, I'm not yeah. getting it right, but um. It's, it's the same word that we use for metamorphosis, which is like, hey, let's yeah. equate that to like a caterpillar turning into a completely different structure, right? Yeah. DNA yeah. breaking down yeah. into something completely new and becoming a butterfly, right? Um, gosh, that process there. Yeah, you 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 can't microwave that in 60 seconds. You can't like no. P90X that. You can't like download yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%, brother, 100%. So- I guess maybe we can uh, get into a little bit of what were you transformed from, right? And I, I think you would even say you're still transforming, right? You're still changing and you're still yeah. becoming. Yeah, I think we always, we, we until the day we die, we always are, whether yeah. we like it or not. Um, and and we, we're we either transforming for the better or we're transforming for the worse. Um, yeah. And sometimes the transformational, we have these moments in our transformational stories that are, you know, incremental so it's periods of time that are that's incremental then you have something where you get, just get punched in the face and it's just something where it's a it's an extreme change or an extreme transformation in your life so yeah as far as me like i'm always i'm always uh seeking to become a better husband a better father uh a better man um um to conform to the image of christ which is ongoing until the day that we die and 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 in that for me the carrot in that are the challenges right it's like if you're not like what drives my transformation for the most part are the challenges Mm. right and so for example case in point like wanting to leave the bronx and then getting into the navy and wanting to become a navy seal the challenge the carrot was seal but there was a lot of things that I had that had to transform within me and not just within me, but externally in order for me to reach that ultimate transformation, that challenge, that carrot, right? I had to physically, I had to learn how to swim. I had to, you know, I had to learn how to, I had to put on weight and gain muscle. I had to study my ASVAB book in order to get the academic, I had to broaden my horizons academically. I had to, I had to change my attitude so that I wouldn't, I would get the proper eval to be able to get into steel training for my command to let me go to steel training. So the, yeah. the challenge often drives the challenge, the transformation. 
Right. And so even right now, fast forward to now, and it's so crazy because this morning I was literally thinking to myself, I was like, I have, I'm, I'm blessed. You know, I have my, you know, you've already mentioned my book transform. I have a new book series coming out, a fiction thriller series coming out called um, Chameleon Black Box. I have, you know, a movie coming out next year that I shot last year uh, that I'm, I'm starring out for another actor. I have a big TV show that I'm in now that's going to come out next year. I got, you know, I, I got, I got, I just got hired to produce and this other film. And I got all of these good things going on where if I just sat with those good things, I wouldn't have that challenge to further conform me. And so I was literally thinking this morning, why do you, why are you pursuing this specific challenge? Because there's a challenge that I've been pursuing for the last two years. Yeah. And that's being a writer director. Like my end goal, my, my current challenge, just like with like be a Navy SEAL, my, my challenge, my goal right now is to be a writer director and to be able to produce awesome studio level type movies. Wow. And I was thinking to myself this morning, I was like, all my stress, all my sleepless nights, all my like just just hard life, all my debates with my agents and my manager and all of these things yeah. comes from me wanting to achieve this extreme challenge. Yeah. And I said to myself this morning, what if I didn't have that challenge, I'd be good. I'd just be coasting. It's just life would be good. I got <laughs> I got money. I got my apparel company. I got all these good things going on where yeah. why do I need this one thing? But in my mind, I was like, well, Remy, that's always been your life. You always had that that challenge, that carrot right. that you chased, which in return played a huge role in your various transformations. Right. And and I'm I'm seeing how me chasing this dream of being a writer director and putting in the work and grinding it out is transforming me in different ways. It's making me a better storyteller. It's it's making connections. I wrote and directed a short film that I wouldn't have done if I didn't if I didn't um if I didn't want to be a director. That short film just got into a festival. So now I'm and got nominated for an award. And I and 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 a big thing that's that that has one of the big things that always come out of each period of my transformation story is this trust god mm. like god has you covered god is going to work it out because i reach these different levels and then it's almost like i fall into these these states of depression where i'm just like why am i not getting what i'm busting my butt to get right now yeah and okay. if i didn't have this challenge then I want to be reminded that in every area of my life and in each time period of my life, I have to put complete faith and trust in God that God's going to work it out. It's a partnership. Like he, he, you know, he's not going to do everything for me. Like he's going to do his part and he expects me to do my part and he's going to work it out as long as I'm doing my part. And so stop stressing, stop, you know, being worried, stop fighting and just, be reminded of the fact that I'm here, I'm with you. And yeah. I've, I've guided your life from the beginning of time until now and until the end of time. And I'm going to continue to guide you down the right path. So yeah. if things are not working out today, don't shut down, just keep doing your work and trust right. that I'm going to work it out. But again, going back to 
that transcendent. That's the one thing that God is always showing me because, and I'm trying to articulate this, but it's like it, the bar is always raising for me. And I'm always asking myself, why am I going up against these challenges when I could just be good right here? And it's because mm. God is, is driving those challenges. Because the Bible says God puts the desires, you know, he, the desires in our heart come from God. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of the desires yeah. in our heart come from God, right? And so, like, he puts this desire in our heart. And it's like, I want this, I want this. Like, and, but we got to control it because there's a fine line between lust That's and true. love, right? And, and idolatry and, 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 and God's desires, a very fine line at times. But, he, but sometimes it's there because he's using that to, He's using that to teach you to trust him, to teach you, yeah. and that's something that that I find. And you know, I remember early on when I first came to faith in Christ, I was reading the Bible, and I was reading um, in the book of Exodus, I believe, when the Israelites came out of Egypt, and they had seen God perform all of these miracles in Egypt. Uh, they seen God part the Red Sea. Uh, they, they get out of they they you know cross the Red Sea, and God they have the cloud of of, of fire by night and they have the cloud by day and they, and they seeing God every single day, but then they're like moaning and they're complaining and they're like, yeah. why'd you guys do this or why this or why that? And I remember early on in my faith, I'm like, how stupid could these people be? <laughs> like they've seen God. They've literally seen God. They see God right now and looking up and they're seeing God. Like I would never do that. I would yeah. never do that. I would never doubt or question God or get frustrated or get worried or doubt or do any of these things that I do. I would never do that. And the reality is I do do that. But we do. Yeah, exactly. We do do that. You know what I mean? And I'll be the first one to admit it. And, and that's why, you know, God puts us into, he, he gives us the challenges that he gives us. There's two parts. It's to conform us into his image and it's yeah. to work, it's to further, you know, in that conforming us into his image, it's transforming us in a way that also works out of the things that we've had yeah. within us that interwoven within our sin nature and work mm. in the things, which is Christ, you know. Man, that I feel like you just articulated that so well. And I think that's a really unique way to look at it because a lot of the times guys will just get frustrated at the challenge, right? Or people yeah. would just completely yeah. like, it's almost like when we pray, we ask God to like help us in whatever situation. But a lot of the times our prayers are like SOS prayers, like get me out of this yeah. situation. And God's like, I yeah. am. I'm trying to get you out, but exactly. the way out is through, right? Like we're gonna we're exactly, gonna walk exactly. through this thing, bro. You, exactly. You know, exactly. I, I love you so much that I want you to walk yeah. through the fire. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, gosh, yeah, that was really really well put, man. Yeah. I, yeah. man, I th maybe maybe I would want to say. No, no, no. Sorry to cut you. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say you don't want to know. Like my 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 son. So funny because it was all like connecting the dots. My son last night, was it last night? No, it was the day before. We were getting, I was putting him down to bed. He's just, he's seven years old. He's like, he's like, why? He, he said, why are we, why do we die? It's like, oh, because it's a part of life. You know, it's, it's just reality of what happens. You know, everybody, everything, everybody dies. He's like, okay, then if we die, then why are we born? Like, why did God make us if we're going to die? And I was like, well, well, when we die, we die physically, but we still live forever in eternity. You know what I mean? And we'll live in, we'll yeah. live because we know Christ, we'll live in eternity with him in heaven. He's like, okay, but if, 
that's the case, then why don't we, he just let her stay in heaven? Because I, you know, because I said to him another part of it, I was like, yeah, well, you know, we were in heaven, you know, God created our spirits and then sent us, you know, uh, into our mother's womb and then our spirits merged with our flesh and then we we were born and we lived. And, uh, and, and he was like, well, we were already in heaven and why do we have to come here to go back to heaven? And I was like, I said, I said, it's all a test, son. I said, it's all a test. I said, you know, and I tried to explain it on the best I can because he's seven years old, but, you know, I could explain it to you in a more mature way because obviously you and your listeners are, <laughs> you know, my age yeah. uh, adults. But the way I kind of explain it to him, not the way I'm explaining it to you now, is that, you know, the Bible talks about when we are in heaven, we're going to reign with God. Like we're going to reign with God. Paul talked about that. We're going to rule with God in scripture in Corinthians where, you know, Paul says to, to the, the church of Corinthians, like, how dare you go out and try to seek justice at the worldly courts? Like, you need to figure it out yourself. You guys, don't you realize that you're going to judge angels? Don't you realize that you're going yes. to judge the world? Like, that's what Paul says. And so yes. I said to my son, I said, we're going to be in charge of angels. So we're going to be in charge of, you know, we're going to rule with God. We're going to reign out of He's Like, what does reign mean? What does rule mean? And I explained to him. And I said, how can we know how to rule and reign with God for all eternity if we don't go through the test here on earth? Mm. If we don't go through the trials, if we don't learn compassion, if we don't learn forgiveness, like if we don't learn because, you know, the angels had kind of, and I don't, I don't say this lightly, but the angels had their shot but you know the third of the angels rebelled against God, and then you yeah. know they yeah. fell. And uh, and 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 you know I would assume I could be wrong. I'm not saying that this was gospel, but I would assume that part of us being born on Earth and being brought to Earth and man, Adam and Eve, and everything is because God was just like, I'm going to test them. I already know the outcome, mm. and a lot of times God doesn't test us for His knowledge. God's not like testing us. So he can be like, all right, let me see. I don't know what's going to happen. He already knows what's going to happen. He knows exactly. he's getting middle and end. He's testing us for us so that we can know yes. I, we, I passed the test. You know, yes. I am a child of God. I can forgive. I can, you know, be compassionate. I can, you know, judge righteously. I can do all of these things so that that way we, we reign with him. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I forgot how I got on that topic. You brought up something, but essentially like, Life is a, life is the, the ultimate transformation, and that's why we're going through we, the process is being conformed to the image of Christ. Because yes. at the end of the day, like Christ stands at the right hand of the Father, and if we're going to be ruling with Christ mm-hmm. and the Father and reigning with Him for eternity, which is something that the modern human mind can't even, the human mind in general can't even fathom and grasp, right? You know, then we got to be tested and go through these trials here on earth and go through the fire go through, you know, you know, illnesses and learning how to trust God and trust his word and all of these different things. That's right. I'm not sure if that makes sense, but no, it absolutely does. And I think we maybe undersell and, and don't give enough weight to how much of the physical has to do with the spiritual or has to do with the eternal, right? So like, uh, you know, for example, I feel like you are so in tune with this because so much of your life was legit physical testing, right? Like, or so much, I mean, especially your military career, right? So much of it was you being tested over and over and over again, a lot in some of those places, man, some of the places that, you know, some of the world's strongest men can't even make it through. 
Um, yeah. And you show up there and you're like, no, there's something in me, right? That mm -hmm. if I just continue to pursue and abide, I will continue um, to, to make it through. And I mean, you have the added benefit yeah. of like, it's not like you have, uh, you know, if you're going through buds that you have like water wings, like, no, you have like the eternal yeah, yeah, yeah. God on your side, right? Like exactly, it's, exactly, it's the equivalent. Exactly. Um, exactly. And man, I, I think maybe then we can deduce and, and go back to like the, the man that's not tested and tried a lot of times has a hard time with trusting himself just because he never had those opportunities, right? And so he doesn't uh, yeah. know how to abide in something uh, greater than himself, right? Another, you know, that you know, people say the the second wind, right? Like that that yeah, back end yeah. that just kind of kicks in. Yeah. You're like, I've reached the yeah, end yeah. of myself, and then I just, you know, then I had that umph, yeah. right? What are your thoughts? 100%. No, one thousand percent. It's like you, I call a reference point. Like okay. I call a reference point. It's like you know, I did a post today with my daughter. I'm not sure if you saw it. I put a post on Instagram. My daughter, um, she, ever since she was able to walk, she would, we have a playground in our backyard. We have this, this slide, this yellow slide. It's really slippery. And she's always tried to walk up the slide. Yeah. Right? And, and, she's just now able to do it because she has to, because part of it is she, she has to hold on both sides right. and pull and her arm. And if she slips down a little bit, she would always fall down on her belly and slide back down, but she never stopped doing it. And I, I, I posted that video and I, and I, and one thing I talked about in that, and in my, in the caption of the post was I talked about how, you know, she's taking the hard route. And mm. so often we as human beings, we we just we just naturally take the easy route. Yeah. Right. And I say there's no problem with taking the easy route. But if we take the easy route all the time, when the hard route comes up and that's the only option, we will either quit or we'll try to avoid it or yeah. we'll just shut down in the face of it. Face of it. Yeah. Why? Because we're so used to taking the easy path. Yeah. And so what I what I what I went on to say further after that I was like it's important that we condition ourselves for the hard path, mm. and 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 from, so we don't have to do it every day, but you could do it from time to time. And some of the examples that I gave was I was like you know if you have a paper due to your professor in two weeks, try to do it in two days because you're conditioning yourself. Yeah. So when that situation comes, when you have to, you have to get like a big project done in two days, you have a reference point. Hey, I've already done this yeah. in two days before. I, I've done this oh, yeah. two week project in two days before. I know I could do this. And, you know, I gave some other examples. Like you, if, if, you know, it's hard for you to wake up early in the morning, get up, take two days out of the week and just say, you know what? I'm going to wake up at four in the morning and I'm going to go work out. Tired, dead tired. I'm just going to go do it. Even if it's just like, I'm on a treadmill or whatever I'm doing, just doing the light work. I'm going to do something. And what you're doing yeah. is you're conditioning yourself and you're creating a reference point so that when you have to, no choice because you got three kids or four kids or whatever, and the only time you can work out is at four in the morning, you're not like, you can't do it. You have a reference point because you have done it. You know, the last example that I, that, that I gave, and then I'll bring up here is because this is what helped me prepare for field training was get on a treadmill put the treadmill on 9.3 miles per hour, 9.6 miles per hour, whatever's challenging yeah. to you. 
and do that for four miles. Your hands can't touch the handlebars. Oof. Do that for four miles. Yeah. You can't you can't touch the handlebars. You can't touch the butt. And and when I'm when I run, when I was training for field training, I never train running outside. I always train on the treadmill. And the reason why I train on the treadmill is because when you run outside, as your body gets tired, you just naturally slow down. Right. You just naturally slow down because you get tired and, you know, you you can feel like you're still giving 110%, but you just grab your, your body is conforming yes. into that comfort zone. And then you get more tired and then your body conforms a little bit further to that easier comfort zone. And then before you know it, you went from running a, a, a eight minute mile to now you're running a 12 minute mile. But when you get on the treadmill and you put it on 9.3, 9.6, yeah, it's a mental challenge because mm -hmm. You can't slow down unless you physically, if you, until you, unless you choose mentally to physically push that button right. or put your hands on the thing. Right. And so I, I have done that and I still do that as a way to condition myself for the hard path. Yes. Condition myself by creating a reference point because if I can, and, and, and that helped me so much because when I did that in preparation for field training, dude, when I was on those runs and buds, which were horrible, they were horrible. I was crushing it. I was good to go. I was like, you know, I was in the wind. Yeah. My chest was out. I was good. Guys were like dying and quitting and this and that. I was good to go. Why? Because I created a reference point where if this was you know, my, my, my comfort zone, where my comfort zone ended. Right. I, I pushed it up here. So that that way, when, when, when Bud's running comfort zone is, and the threshold is here, I'm already here. Yes. I created the reference point. And so going back to your original question, your original point, you have to, you have to be tested. And you're, well, you're going to be tested and tried in life. Right. Right. You can't run from those tests and those trials, but it's those tests and those trials that make you a greater man, make you a greater woman, make you a greater asset to society, especially when you know how to handle them. And I don't mean just like handle them in the sense of get through them, because there's a difference yeah. between surviving something, just barely surviving something, mm -hmm. but then getting to the end and being able to still mentally handle it and keep yourself, have humility, uh, uh, have, you know, uh, cognitive stability and be able to keep your wits about yourself. Right. Yes. And so, you know, those tests are important. I think so many men today and people in general today, they are put in positions to be tested, but they avoid them yeah. and avoid them and avoid them. And then they find themselves in a situation where they can't avoid them. And then they shut down. Mm. You know, and I think that's where a lot of suicide comes from. Yeah. I, I could be wrong, and I'm. This is not a hit on anybody coming through. No, you know that this is. I have much compassion for people and family members who have lost people to uh, suicide, but I think a, a a small percentage of people who may take their life. Not saying a lot, but maybe a small percentage of people who like they didn't face a lot, or maybe they avoided and they ran from certain trials and tests, and yes. then finally they get faced with this big thing right this big challenge this big test this, and it's so overwhelming that they feel like they can't go on and live anymore right right you know case in point people who get divorced or breakups where somebody's mm -hmm. like i'm gonna kill myself because i i thought i was gonna be with you forever and and, and so that's why you know I go back to 
it's important for us to be tested, but it's important for us to also, before we get to the test, prepare ourselves by creating those reference points, yeah. by challenging ourselves in a, in, in a Petri dish, so to speak. That's right. That's right. Where it's control. You can control yeah. getting on the treadmill and putting it on 9.6 and suffering for, you know, four miles. Yes. You're not going to be able to control. And God forbid, you're out somewhere and somebody's chasing you to try to kill you, try to take your life. Right. But you can control it up here if you condition yourself in training, in preparation, yes. if that makes that's sense. That's exactly it. No, exactly, man. We And we live this, right? Like, that's why training was always so important. That's why there was such an emphasis yes. on realistic training. That's why, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, as you say, this is a very low stake situation. But I just think of the sergeant major who would yell at somebody for not getting a haircut on Monday yep. and tell them you're the reason why you're, that's the reason why your buddies are going to get killed. Right. And you're like, how yeah, does that yeah. relate? It's like, well, it absolutely yeah, yeah. relates because if you can't even be, you know, uh, yeah. responsible yeah. enough to go out disciplined enough, right. To go out and get yeah. your haircut, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, show up to yeah. work on Monday with one. Uh, that's the same thing that shows up in the battlefield in the place where you need exactly. it. The most. And so that's why those exactly. little things, little things matter. And they matter. man, yeah. and, and maybe I'm looking at, um, looking at our situation, right. And, and by our situation, I just mean, uh, grow, you growing up fatherless. Um, I grew up with a stepfather in the picture, just completely, um, you know, not, uh, available. And so yeah. I feel like, you know, learning the ways of a man by myself and then trying to find father yeah. figures out in the world, trying to find yeah. somebody to teach me something. I, you know, I'm in search of how do I do life? How do I do these things? I think a lot of guys are like, how do I, how do I do these things? Yeah. And so it, it is the job of a, of a man to impart onto another man, how to go through difficulties, how to be part yeah. of that Petri dish, right? How to yeah. uh, create the condition where it's just hard enough for you to build that confidence. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So not having that, you know, uh, I, I could speak on, you know, what it did for me, but I want to hear from you not having that. How do you feel like that affected you? Um, how do you feel like you coped with it? And what are you doing today to be able to provide that for your own kids? Yeah. Um, so not having a father, how did that affect me as growing up? Um, well, and this is in the context of getting that training, right? To exactly. Like, get, like, Exactly, exactly. So somebody who's there, right, in your corner, uh, just challenging you, you know, saying like, no, so you, right, can, you can swim across this pool, right? Like I'm there yeah, with my yeah. seven-year-old, he's scared, but I'm like, son, I know you can make it, do it, let's yeah, yeah. go, I got you, right? I'm, I'm right there, right? It's a safe environment, but I'm going to push got him it, past his it. comfort zone because I want him to, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, 100% now, dude, got it, yeah. My mom, I would okay. just say my mom. My mom is... Uh, <laughs> the woman, I mean, she's 70 years old and she looks like she's 40 because she yes. works out yeah. multiple times a day. She actually just started a business where she trains elderly people. She's nice. super healthy. She's like a machine, but she was always that way. Yeah. And, you know, my mom, when my dad died, my mom modeled perseverance. She would work mm -hmm. multiple jobs. She would stay up late. She would, on top of sending us to school, on top of sending us to school, she would homeschool us because she didn't want us to be a statistic. 
And my mom just modeled perseverance, hard work, enduring the pain, mm. where a lot of it just rubbed off on me through osmosis, kind of like what yeah. I mentioned to you earlier about certain things doing that to me now. And yeah. my mom demanded perfection for my brother and I. Like she would, case in point, she would make my brother and I read New York Times articles yeah, and then write reports. You know, this from my book. And if the report wasn't near perfect, she would make <laughs> us pick a new article and start again. And right. we hated her for it. And she was not, she didn't give any reprieve. She didn't say, oh, you know, I see you guys crying. And you're mad. Maybe you could do it another. She was like, no, do it again. No, do it again. And she would do that with everything, whether it was cleaning the house, washing wow. the dishes, drying the dishes. She would say, she would, after we were walking, like, one day it would be my turn to wash the dishes and my brother's turn to dry. One day, and then the vice versa the next day. And if the dishes weren't washed perfectly, she would take yeah. them all out and make us wash and dry them again. And so my mom created this hard environment for us where she was just like, I remember one of her famous sayings is, you know, whatever I tell you to do, do it right the first time. Do it right there. Like I heard that her say that at least a billion times growing up. Do it right the first time. I said do it right yeah. the first time. And so that was something that just stuck with me. And I and I thank God that my mom, because typically the dad is that enforcer. The yeah. dad is the the real hard one, the one that's like, well, my mom kind of had to be a mom and a dad. And she didn't do everything perfect because I don't think any mom could truly fill the void of a dad. But yeah. I could tell you that she did a she did a a good that's job. Awesome. She did a damn good job. And that's where a lot of it came from for me. And I see a lot of my parenting, um, a lot of my parenting style comes from my mom. Like most of my parenting style comes from my mom that, hey, do it right the first time, boys. Nothing's going to be handed to you in life. Like you got to go work. You got to earn it. Like you got to earn it. And we, me and my wife, we make our kids earn their, earn their movies, earn everything. They, they don't just get handed stuff. Because we're trying to condition them already that you got to work hard, you got to do things right, you got to have integrity, you can't lie, you can't have halfway anything. It has to all be done up to, you know, not just at the standard, but past the standard. And so my parenting style is one, a combination of my mom, but it's also a combination of what I've learned from the Lord. Like, I, I didn't truly, I don't believe that I truly became a man until I came to Christ when I was 26. Because, yes, I was a seal. Yes, I, you know, had the physicality and the strength and the mental toughness. But I didn't have the honorable traits of what it meant to be a man. Like, when it comes to being faithful to wife, the only woman I've ever been faithful, faithful to is my wife. And, um, and, I, and I say that because after I came to Christ, I stayed single for three years. And, I, and the first girl I dated, really, became my wife. And so she's the only person I've ever been faithful to. Before I came to Christ, I was sleeping around all the different women. And so it took God coming into my life to really teach me how to love, the difference between love and lust. To really teach me how to respect women and honor women and respect my mom and respect my friends and respect my relationship with my family and, 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 and you know, and, and, and just do the right things that a man should do. Keep my word. You know what I mean? Right. Just those things like it all came from reading the scriptures and really looking at Jesus and seeing how Jesus was and seeing how Jesus was. Yes, he was, you know, yes, he was um, nice, 
and sweet, some may say, but he was also yeah. a lion. You know what yeah. I mean? He was also there was that balance, but then there was all there was also like there was a there was a um his truth came with a healthy dose of love at times. Mm. You know, and so watching Jesus through the scriptures really became my dad. He really became my dad and my model, my father. He seriously became my heavenly father to teach me how to be a man. So now, so it started with my mom. That carried me into the military and, you know, the importance of working hard and doing things right and busting my butt. And then the SEAL teams really freaking invigorated those lessons within me about yes. what it means to be a, a, a strong man and persevere and do the and then coming to faith just brought it all together. It yeah. just it, it was that was the missing element. And then fast forward now, so that's how I how I deal with my kids now. Yeah. And that makes sense. And and you get to actually see something that you know wasn't perfectly shown to you. And that, and maybe the way I, I think the way that it was designed to be. Right. You get to see what a man and a woman together in a household partnering and teaming together, uh, pouring out over these children. Right. To 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 give them uh, a floor for them to then catapult off of, you know, their their floors, your ceiling, you know, like people say. Exactly. And I tell my kids all the time is, you know. My goal with you as your father is for you, it's for my sons and my daughter. It's for you to be a better man than I could ever be, period. And for my daughter, for you to be a better woman than my wife could ever be. There's no reason why you shouldn't be able to because you already have the cheat code. You know, I mean, you already have two parents that been in the world, done a lot of crazy things, came to faith in Jesus. You know, we live this life now. We have our life experiences, but also wisdom from the word. And we want to pass it all on to you so you don't make the mistakes we made and you can become better people. And I think that that's what life is about. At the end of the day. Exactly. exactly. Uh, especially when you have kids, it's about ensuring that they will be 10 times better than you could have ever been. Exactly. You know? And, I, you know, I just got the picture of a race, right? And I feel like your life started, the race of your life started with your dad running the race. And, you mm-hmm. know, that, that baton was fumbled, not you know, just because he, he, he chose to, but it was really stolen, right? That baton, I was taken. uh, And then here you are, you pick it up and you're running that good race, man, so that you can have a smooth handoff uh, to your kids and they can continue running that race. Uh, And and that's beautiful, man. I love hearing the the restoration that has happened uh, in your life and and the way that you're, you've taken ownership of it, right? Cause all of the circumstances that you, man, you guys, I'm going to tell you right now, you need a, after this podcast, you need to go and buy Remy's book, Transformed. Uh, but just hearing all the things you've gone through, man, like there were 101 yeah. reasons why you could have said, I'm just going to stop and become part of, this, part of the statistic. But maybe it was your mom yeah. at your shoulder, you know, yeah. telling you like, boy, you are not going to be a statistic, you know, yeah, and well, you're going to keep yeah. going. Um, yeah. And it's awesome to see. And so really, you got a lot going on right now. You mentioned a few of those things. You got another, you said a book series. Uh, I saw on Instagram yeah. that you just, I think you just finished like the last few bits of that, of that book. Am I right? Yeah. 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 I just finished book one. So it's a three book series and I okay. just finished book one, turned it into the publisher. Uh, yes. So that's going to be a really cool um, espionage series, uh, nice. black protagonist. Um, which is all grounded in reality, super cool stuff, but called Black Box Chameleon. That's going to be coming out nice. next year. 
And uh, yeah, I'm super excited about that book, man. It's that's fantastic. So tight. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's awesome to hear. So, I mean, and you're also working on the other creative side, not just writing, but like there's also um, some, are you involved in some acting as well? Yeah, yeah. So I got a film that I acted. Well, I got two two projects out that came out this year. Ambulance, I was in that. That came out in February. I was a terminalist. Two episodes of that that came out in July. I got a movie with Lionsgate called The Plane uh, that I'm starring in opposite Gerard Butler and Mike Coulter that comes Excellent. out in January. Um, and then, uh, yeah, as far as behind the camera, I wrote and directed my first short film, which is a 32 minute film on human trafficking. That's in the festival circuit right now. It just got nominated yes. for an award. Um, yes. I'm working on, um, uh, the, getting the feature version of that, you know, commissioned and, and knocked out. 